Today is December 2nd, and the Yankees and all of Yankees fans remain in a holding pattern, just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for news, hoping it comes. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. What's up? All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks and listening in on this Monday episode where there's not much, but we got calls. We got all history tidbits. We got some fun stuff to discuss. We got a bunch. We got some voicemails. We got some uh, situations and rumors and all that. This episode is brought to you by Jonathan Wheeler, Butch Hagen. You like the name Butch? Kind of, yeah. Okay. And, Good sports name. And then Maggie Hagen. You think they're an item? Father, son? Brother, sister? Family for sure. Family for sure. Cody Kelshaw. That sounds like a name of a guy who would become famous. Kelshaw. Cody Kelshaw. It's that's a good a good, line, good linebacker safety name. Yeah, that's a good name. Cody Kelshaw. Kill Bar- him, Kelshaw. Yeah. Get him, Cody. My brother's baseball team had a kid named Cody on it, and uh, his dad was a character, and it, my favorite thing he would say, I might have told the story. It's like one of my favorite things a dad sure. used to yell. Cody would hit like a double and start running, and his dad would just scream, unhitch that wagon, son. It's a good, good <laughs> baseball line. It's a really good, like, just... Fucking kids digging around first. Unhitch that wagon, son. Kicking the burners, babe. That's really good. And Connor Leone. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. Thank you very much for for supporting us on Patreon. It's $2 a month. You can do $1 a month if you want, but $1 a month gets you the live video, gets you the videos to everything, and that stuff. But $2 a month gets you your name in the in the running for up to two jerseys a month, one by contest, one via raffle. I just did the raffle today and our our dude Jordan won. Jordan uh Jordan Roseman, Jordan from Manhattan, uh called in last episode and we said he sounded sad. Hopefully he's not sounding sad anymore cuz he won a jersey. That's good news. It's great news for Jordan. Kind of kind of uh bad news for us. Because I really wanted this episode to be an announcement episode. Right. I sent you the text. Yeah, you said you did send me the text. I sent Jake the text. I said, hey, I think we might get news this weekend, so be ready for the impromptu recording. And uh, nope, still holding. Still holding. Hold. Still holding. Yeah, I thought Corbin was going to sign. Dude, there, there was all these, like unofficial leaked rumors you know that there were but there was like three of them i know a guy he says that it's in handshake agreement and then some beat reporters came out and like i've been told this weekend we're gonna find out corbin wants to sign before winter meetings and it was like four or five beat reporters and uh just like unnamed rumors 
that you can't trust on their own. Because you, you and I always talk about how skeptical we are. But it seemed to be a, a, a litany of them. And it was like, okay, well, maybe this is a storm coming with all of these. There's, and nothing happened. So this is not an announcement episode. But I thought we were getting Corbin. I, I, I think Corbin's coming to the Yankees. I mean, we've said from the start that we thought he was coming to the Yankees. But now I'm in a weird place in my brain where I, I've penciled him in, Jake. Yeah, I mean, it just seems... I mean, at this point, what would it be? It would have to be the Nationals and the Phillies being able to offer a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, or still the Yankees. Yep. You know? I do. So I, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like it's penciled in. Maybe it's not. I know we're we're in the, the funny point of being Yankee fans where you don't, you know, what's smoke, what's not a smoke. There's a lot of Corbin. He's at the stadium. And then, I, I don't know. I think you can, you can, a lot of people probably have double tweets where it's like, oh, the Yankees never leak anything. And it's like, well, Corbin Day was the biggest day on Yankees Twitter for a month. Um, so, I don't know. It's uh, cold stove season. Yeah. Well, hot stove for other people. The Mets made the trade. Do we talk about that on Talking Yanks? Mets made the big trade. There goes all uh, the Cano rumors. You know, last yeah. last episode we talked about the people wanted to talk about Cano coming to the Yankees. That was the biggest crock of shit ever, as if that was going to happen, which we said at the time, so I'm not saying anything I didn't say beforehand. There was no way the Yankees were making that Cano trade. It made zero sense. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll spin it back to you a little bit, though. Now that you know the price, if the Yankees gave up a couple – 19 year olds in a in a half bad contract to to get Cano and Diaz well I don't like think you, it would take 19 year olds I think I well, think that's it would Kellenick is yes but he's there I think he's there he's they took the Mets number one and two prospect they just happen to be 19 year olds our number one and two prospect aren't 19 year olds right but that's because their farm ain't good I know but I'm saying I think the Mariners said whoever they were trading with they were going to ask for their number one and two prospect and it just so happens they're eighteen year olds for the Mets that wouldn't have been who they asked for from the Yankees. Yeah, I don't know. Prospects kinda kinda don't work like that. Good good for you, Mets. Win some games. I think there's a there's a point where they do like people ask for your number one or your number two, not like, you know, the age or the place where they're at. I mean, with all the prospect rankings, I mean, for some teams they've got one guy in the top 100 prospects and then other teams could have two guys in the top five prospects. Yeah. So it's different worlds. <laughs> was it, was teams it teams want the best players they can get? Did you, do you find out what the, the average salaries for Cano was the 12 million a year off? Is that not what it did? I think it turned out to be actually higher, right? Yeah. So they got, they got 20 million in cash. Um, so the rest of the money was just their, the contracts they got rid of and Bruce and uh, the other guy, Swarzak. So, I don't know. I mean, everyone's already pointing to the end of the contract and how bad it will be, and, yeah, that's the huge risk. Um, My only people, are, people are saying the Mets are in win-now mode because they do have these good starters now, so if they don't try to do something now, then they're going to be really screwed, and they're probably going to be really screwed anyways because they have an agent running their team. And this is talking Yanks. Well, well, my last thought on the on the trade is I don't think it's that bad of a trade at all because the prospects were 19 years old, 18 years old, never even touched AAA. One of them never even touched A ball. 
Yeah. The top prospect never even touched fucking A ball. How is that a top prospect? Whatever. Anyway, um, boom, 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 boom. Lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oh, the Mets have to make like two more moves to make this move wor- worthwhile. Right. If they just, this is their move and they don't do any other trades, then yes, bad. Right. Uh, so that's the end of that. You got anything that was, else? That was talking Mets. Um, no, I mean, we can, you know, Corbin Corbin did officially visit. We, we haven't really talked about this. If you were on Yankees Twitter, you saw all of it. They did the, they did the sign on the billboard. They did the sign on the billboard. And, yeah, they, they were going out to dinner, and that's when everyone thought it was game over. I was trying to get our boy Joe's McFly to go, and I, 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 wrote, a, I wrote a check. I couldn't cash. Who uh, who I went said, to dinner? Corbin in the Yankees front office. Oh, well, Judge told, was in town for it. I told Joe's if he crashed it, Talking Yanks would pick up his plate, which was a total lie. Total lie, yeah. Total lie, but it would have been nice. Joe's probably gets a pick. I don't know. Yeah. would have been a nice time. Judge was in um, town to recruit. I'm guessing CeCe went to recruit. And the news that Pettit already reached out to Paxton, that shit's cool. Just Yankees community. Paxton kind of has the same repertoire as Pettit, a lefty. And then I was making tweets like, I can't wait till Corbin and Paxton are in spring training. And it's Pettit, Patrick, and Paxton are working on pickoff moves. And I'm reading that tweet, sitting here at my desk, just drooling. Thinking about all it's, the pickoffs. It's actually, it's just, it's Pettit, uh, Paxton, and Corbin standing around, and it's just Tarpley doing hundreds of pickoff moves. <laughs> Andy, how was that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing great, kid. Who's who's that? Yeah. You guys remember Justice? Tarpley? But Corbin idolized Pettit and were 46 for him, so I feel like they probably had Pettit part of the recruitment as well. Yeah, and I don't know if we if we did the whole his his best man speech by his little brother ended with him wearing a Yankees hat. I mean, there were cold stove season, babe. <laughs> did you, uh, Francesa on the radio? I guess was talking, was saying like, why are they doing this? Why do you need to roll out the red carpet for Corbin? He should want to come here. Do you? Right. Do you have any feelings like that about like? Do you think any of this is too much? The no, picture on the but- scoreboard and. Mikey's clearly going off the deep end a little bit. He's clearly on the downhill. And I also think it's funny because I I think he's a little bit on the downhill. He's still great. He's Francesa. You know, he, he, he does his thing. But I just think it's funny that, like, the internet caught up to Mike and now his, like, some of his ridiculous fun stuff gets thrown back at him and it makes him look ridiculous. Like, the whole Stan Lee thing. I think he shot down a Mets caller that asked about Cano the other day. Stanley uh, thing, I'm on his side. Right, and that's fine. And that's fine. I th- a lot of people would try to like cover their tracks on that, and that's not who Francesa is, and that's fine. Um, but, like, yeah, I think there's a, a clear clip of him, like, a week ago being like, no, the Mets would never trade for Cano. Like, why, why would you say that? Why would you <laughs> say something like that? And now, like, that stuff can come back at him. No, and I mean, I, I don't know. It would be... A, like, the players are millennials now. They've grown up in a different world. Like, I, I think it would be embarrassing if you didn't do that. Um, I, I've referenced it a couple times a year, but look look at how Nike lost Steph Curry. Like, they did a presentation, and they, they fucked it up. I think they left Durant's name on there. 
Um, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't call. They called him Stephen Curry instead of Stephen Curry. Jesus Christ, that's bad. Yeah. Hey, so well, like if you if you don't roll that kind of stuff out for the millennials, then you get screwed, and now freaking Under Armour's killing it. I wonder what the Steinbrenner family or the Yankees organization gave Corbin as a wedding gift. He he got wedding gifts from every team. It might be illegal, but some way they did it. There's yeah. no way they didn't. That's interesting. There's no way just, they didn't. Just anonymous yeah my favorite george steinbrenner story is he, he he cut a guy that came up from the minors and was awful and he made his debut and was just awful and sure. steinbrenner thought it was an embarrassment and they didn't even send him back to the minors just straight up he's not a yankee anymore right and it's like fucking ruthless and that was what everyone knew what people didn't know is that that dude got married like five years later and the bet the biggest gift he got was from george steinbrenner and it was just an envelope with cash that said, like, congrats and stuff. And they said that when he died, that guy was like, I fucking love George Simon. And they're like, what? Wish I could figure out that player. I can Google it, but I love that story. I've, I've got one. Dude, what a good time we... to get married when you're a free agent and everyone's wants you. Yeah. His wife was probably fucking ecstatic. Probably, dude. Probably I've, I've got one for you. Yeah. So this is... NBA rumor circle because the big free agents this year Durant they're saying so LeBron has like a whole entertainment like company now yeah and they were saying like what or you know in Space Jam 2 all these rumors like and I think LeBron's company has their their paws on that like what if oh what if they pay Kevin Durant 50 million dollars to be in the movie Oh, and by the way, sign with the Lakers, too. That's you know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Right? Yeah. So congrats on getting married, Patrick. Enjoy how, your gift. That's how Watergate came to be. Oh, my God. Imagine yeah. a Watergate? Burger Company. One South. <laughs> that is. I'm not going to do a whole history story. Okay. That All is right. how... It was uh, bad investments that, for a burger company to get Reagan's vote and shit like that. All right, let's just go straight into voicemails. Cold stove. It's so it's so cold. <laughs> hey, Watergate. talking Yanks. I was wondering what you'd think of a Sanchez Real Muto swap. I get that Sanchez has a lot of potential, but Real Muto is a lot better of a catcher, and it'd be nice to have a guy who hits for average instead of another power hitter who relies on the long ball if Sanchez even manages to hit the ball at all in 2019. All right, thanks. Okay, so um, know that I'm saying this with a fucking gun to my head because I want to kill myself about right. half the things that were said in this phone call, but we appreciate you calling in. Real Muto's much better defense catcher than Gary at pass balls, sure. Uh, all the All the nerd analytics say Gary's better, but yeah, pass balls, Gary was pretty bad. Everyone knows that. If do we even get into we have to get in this because everyone's falling into this fucking hive mind. I, I it, think I have my elevator pitch, Jim. Well, hold on one. But, but elevator pitch okay. in one second. He said sure. that we need a guy who hits for average and not just a home run hitter. Gary hit 300 in 2016. He hit like 280 in 2017 with the home runs. Gary's average OPS in his three seasons, which includes this terrible season, his average OPS plus is 121. Real Muto's career high was 131, and it was last year. Fucking P. 
pissing me off, man. Gary's better and younger. Now, the only way you can say he's not is if you believe 2018 was who Gary is. And if you do, then I don't understand your math there. So two good seasons and one bad season, and that one bad season is who he is forever. And you have four years of control for Gary, two years of control for Real Muto. It's just so stupid. It's pissing me off. Because it's unfathomable to me that people can actually think this. And there's so many people that think this, Jake, that it's fucking crazy. Elevator pitch. Hit me with it. JT Real Muto had a much better year last season. Gary Sanchez has had a better career, is younger, has the potential to be so much better. If he has a good April next year, he is bona fide back as a better player than JT Real Muto. And it's not to knock Real Muto. Just Gary, he has to be better. The surgery has to go good, and he has to perform better. Now, if Gary stinks again, then now we have two years of stinking and two years of bad, of good, and now we can now we can try and figure out what's going on. So, and he Muto. still would have three years of control, and other teams would still see those first two years and still want to trade and bank on it. Pissing me off. And and then can I just I have been asked about Gary Sanchez, he's not for sale. I have been asked about Gary Sanchez, he's not for sale. I have been asked about Gary Sanchez, he's not for sale. I am so sick of this. And then you know who started it? You know who started this, Jake? Who? Fucking John Heyman. Yeah. I thought it was Hyman. Yeah, you did think that. It's a good it's a good joke in super bad. <laughs> I so Real Muto has the best year of his career. Eight twenty seven. He's in his prime. It's his like fifth year in the majors. Okay. You know, I'm I won't I won't do his one hundred sixty two game average. I'll I'll give you his best. He has the eight twenty five OPS last year. Great three forty OBP, two seventy seven, twenty one homers, seventy four RBI. Great JT. You're you're one of the best catchers in the game. Brother Nature, and I'm happy for you. Jimmy, Gary Sanchez. This is Gary Sanchez's 162-game average. And I, I upgraded Real Mudos to his best season ever. Okay? So we're taking Gary's average, which includes last year. Yep. And we're, we're comparing it to Real Mudos' best season ever. Yeah. All right, and- lay it on me. Gary has an 847 OPS. And what was Romuto's? Uh, it was 825 in his best year ever um, career, just because I'm there. It's 768. So 825 in his best year ever for Romuto, 847 yeah. career average for Gary, including 2018, which everyone says is, it, everyone, which was bad. A, a catastrophic season. Yes. Um, I, Gary's 162 game average is. 43 home runs, 113 RBIs, 252, 333 OBP, 847 OPS. So, yeah, he when he's healthy and right, he hits like one of the best players in baseball. In, in what could be described as nothing short of a catastrophe on offense last year, he still had a, basically a 700 OPS, which is shockingly close to league average. And this was and this was the season. worst of the worst of the worst as he could do. Jim, you know what the you want to know what the part that sucks is? 
Yeah. All of it? Just all the dumb people that... Just... Like, if Gary comes out and somehow plays bad next year, like, the dumb people are right, and they're not. No, no, they're not right. They're justified in in the result, but it's still... It's... (laughs) Like... I mean, that's just getting funny with words there. (laughs) Well, I'm saying, like, you you can make the right decision and it turns out bad. The right decision is is to bank on Gary's upside right now. Right. What I I just I just hate how short-sighted people are and that it's actually a thing that a lot of people are like, "Oh, each best season ever, worst season ever, switch them." Oh, what about all the seasons before that and like, you know, the other things that round out the story. Put those in put those in your brain. Think about more. So I, I appreciate you calling in, but everyone wants to be the first one to have it. And I'm not even a guy who Gary's my favorite player, and I think he's like adorable, and I love him. It's not even me. Well, except yeah, that's me. No, but but I mean, obviously, I'm biased. No, like I I actually I I can I don't have a, an emotional attachment you don't, to Gary. Yes, there you're. I, you're I, an, yeah. I didn't fall head over for he- heels for Gary that 2016 season when he came up or whenever it was. I I like him when he connects with one. It's awesome when he pegs a runner. It's awesome, but yeah, I mean, I you know the a couple of the lazy plays, a couple of the pass balls. It can be frustrating, and I'm not I'm I'm not fully endeared to Gary. But I mean, look around the league and look how the depths of the catcher position. And I mean, Gary Gary Sanchez on his on and a seven out of ten day for him is easily the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. Yep. And it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Gare. Happy birthday, 26 Gare. years old now. Old as, old, as, old as shit, I guess, in a lot of people's brains. Gary, shut him up next year. Make people dig up old tweets and stuff. Let's, let's get Twitter really pissy because you're having a good year. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. All right, next, next we got a, 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 double, a double voicemail. Hey guys, this is JB from Connecticut calling for talking Yanks. Uh, so assuming that they're on both players, both Machado and Harper, uh, who would you guys rather see the Yankees sign, Harper, uh, or Machado? Regardless of what you think they'll do, who would you guys rather have? Thanks. Hey guys, uh, first time, long time. My name's Connor. I'm also from the 908. We met at the game against the Orioles on July 31st. My question is that I look at our roster and I feel like Harper fits so much better than Machado does. So can you change my mind on that and why? Uh, Thanks and go Yanks. Okay, so first guy, just straight up, who do we want more? Second guy says he thinks Harper fits better than Machado. Change his mind. Let's do these players. (laughs) <laughs> Let's do the second one first. Well, who do you want more? I've been I've been Harper from the start. I mean, it's I it really is funny how people again, nearsightedness, like the the advanced defensive metrics on Harper, which people have told you in small sample sizes don't take advanced defensive metrics too seriously because there's still a lot going on there like the fact that he can't play the outfield his foot speed is literally the same they can measure that um 
The guy played center field in his first couple years. A little bit of center. He's stronger as a right fielder. We know our glut there. This guy can play left field at the stadium for a couple years. Maybe they slide him to first. He's the lefty bat that everyone's asking for. Judge, Harper, Stanton, Gary, are you kidding me? Like, it's literally video game stuff. And at the same time, if you plug Machado in there, if he... My, I guess one of my fears is that he, he truly loves shortstop and maybe it's the end of Didi. The guy's a world-class player. Yeah, we take him as well. I wouldn't be hurt at all. His personality, I, I mean, would suck and you'd really have to embrace some more evil empire stuff, but that's fine what it is, especially if he plays all-time defensive third base and hits at the rate he can hit. So, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I Something I love that you said earlier in the offseason, Jim, was that Bryce Harper, man, how quickly could he adapt this? It'd be like Paul O'Neill charlie Hustle hybrid. Like Harper loves doing the big headfirst slide and getting the fist pump and getting the crowd going. That's almost a little more Pete Rose, but he does have that angry... That's the, I, don't know. I, I like that. It's, it's Paul O'Neill, but it's not... Paul O'Neill is like the most genuine... Ever. No, 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 no. Harper, Harper's playing a role. Like he feeds into the. He's right. kind of the heel. He, he wants the stadium to hate him or love him completely. Like I'm, I'm the most talented player, but I'm also gonna out hustle you. Like yeah. that's his, that's his mind. It's so odd because he has a Harper has a chip on his shoulder from being the best ever. Like he right. was the best ever at 16. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So he's had he so. He had reverse chip on his shoulder. Yeah, it's weird because he had everyone was saying like, "No, dude, you're the like we you're you're a prodigy," but then right. because seventy five percent percent of people were saying he's a prodigy, he had he had haters from the age fourteen on saying like, "Oh, you fucking never make it. You never." Get. So he has such a weird chip on his shoulder where it's supposed to be like a pretty boy spoiled, and he's got this he plays with this weird chip. But you're right when you say Paul O'Neill. He didn't even like think about the crowd. He was as Paul, Paul O'Neill is your angry friend you golf with, who like you warn your buddies. You're like, hey, you know, light uh, My 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 buddy, he's a cool guy, but you know, he's he's gonna hit a couple bad shots, and when he does, just get out of his way. Yeah, but like Harper is is doing things to cheer up the crowd, or yes. or to uh, annoy the crowd. Paul O'Neill was so genuine. He just did shit for Paul O'Neill. Like chopping wood in the outfield, like couldn't it be more genuine. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I I I like Harper more because I it fits into the plan more. But I mean, that's I don't want people to do like a straw man argument and be like, you don't like Machado. Like I think Machado is the better rounded player, right? He's all around. I think he's going to get more money because I think he could play shortstop or Gold Glove third base, which is more valuable. Yeah, people have the issues with Harper, and Harper has a little bit of an injury history. I I think and Jim the other my my closing statement and last elevator speech that I I've been given was that Harper is plug and play with this team. If you bring in Machado, like either Didi or Andujar's future is now kind of up in the air, right? And it it just I just feels like if they bring in Machado, like you said, the Mets are the move before the move. I feel like Machado makes it the move before the move. Where Harper, it's like. This is it, boys. Like, roll the ball out there. Let's go. Yep. Um, and then, so this guy, so we both think Harper fits more, which is the next caller, Connor. He said, I think right. Harper fits more. He said, 
can, he said, change my mind. So I'm going to put on my debate team hat. I'm going to go okay. on to the other side and I'm going to argue on behalf of Manny Machado, which isn't hard, which isn't hard. No. Um, Manny Machado, here's why Manny Machado can, fits more uh, on the Yankees than Harper. If I have to change my hat and debate this side, you ready? Sure. He's one of the best players in baseball. He fits wherever the fuck he needs to fit because he's better than your guy at the position you have right now. He hits for average. He hits for power. He hits with runners in scoring position. He hits with two outs. He plays a hell of a third base, and he plays a damn good. He plays a good shortstop. When he went to the Dodgers, he played a good shortstop. So uh, Manny Machado fits on any team because he's that good. Not one team out there can say we have both a shortstop and a third baseman. We have two guys that Machado's not better than both of them. There's not one team that can say that. He fits where on every, on all 30 teams, he's a fit. Yeah, and I mean, it, you, you know, move guys for Machado. Yeah, he's on a Hall of Fame pace and it's I guess the thing that needs to be said is it's also with the DD injury like it could be perfect. You put Machado at short for half a season, you find out if Andujar can play third. If the Yankees are comfortable with it, while while that's going on, you have Bird and Voigt at first base proven if they can't play as your ace in the hole, you could move Andujar to first base. And now you could have this special infield of Andujar, Glaber, Didi, Machado. I mean, that's, you know, that rivals the great Yankee infields of past. So, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no, <laughs> you don't need to talk anyone in or out of Machado. All right, I have a. Can I, I, have I just? A, I, have, I have one thing I've never said on this that I just I, that ties into the whole thing. Episode one hundred eighty-two. You've never said this. The people that are saying Andujar should move to left field, shut your butt. <laughs> just shut your butt. That's not going to happen. Left field. Look how much they valued Brett Gardner. Not Miguel Yankee Stadium Andujar. left field. Maybe maybe uh, Fenway. At Fenway, yeah. Throw Manny out there. Throw throw Manny Ramirez nowadays out there. Miguel Anuar cannot hold up in eighty games at Yankee Stadium in left field. Um, I have I have a a thought process I just had that's kind of interesting, and I we haven't talked about it on this show. I haven't seen it anywhere else either. But I don't listen to a lot of other. Okay. Um, it's this the year. Jake, the year is 2015. Right. Okay, the year is, it's it's even later now, Jake. It's June 2016. Okay. Someone walks up to you. Hey, Jake Storielli. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Um, You suck. And then they walk okay. away. Yeah. Thoughts? I don't know. Normal day? No, that's not it. They walk up to you in June 2016. They say, hey... In 2019, the Yankees are going to have Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, and Giancarlo Stanton. Who's going to be the most loved biggest star? And then you you take a stab at it. You're like, uh, Harper. He'd, he'd fit. Wrong. It's Harper or Stanton. Wrong. It's going to be Aaron Judge. In 2016, you're like, what the fuck? Who? No way. That My is giant? In, that's impossible. The three biggest stars in baseball are going to be on the same team, and another dude who's not even in the league right now is going to be more beloved. It would if, if they do get both, which some people are still pining for and think it's a possibility. Right. If they do get both, and we have Stanton 
Machado, Harper, Judge. It'd be so wild. And it, it would be a weird thing to like heart like Manny Machado. I don't think he was endeared to Baltimore as much as Harper was to DC. But to have them all take a step back and they don't get to be that guy, it's interesting. That's baseball, Susan. It's so interesting how, like, you know, just because Judge is homegrown, 50 home runs rookie season, it's not just because Judge worked fucking damn hard to get the love he has. But it is an interesting thought process. Yeah, it's when you get that payday. Yep. All right, call. Hey, this is Dave calling for Talking Yanks. I just wanted to comment about Patrick Corbin. Uh, The guy seems to be the most overrated pitcher on the market, in my opinion. I'm wondering what you... All right, so uh, he went on for three minutes, but he thinks Corbin is highly overrated. Uh, I can't play a three-minute voicemail. I really appreciate you calling, but I don't mean to be rude and stuff. don't mean to francesa you, but I can't play a three-minute voicemail. Sure. Uh, Do you think Corbin's overrated? I think he's the best pitcher on the market right now, right? Yeah, timing timing is everything in life. He's he's 29, he's a lefty. He had a really good year last year. He uh 3-1-5 ERA, 200 innings pitched, 246 strikeouts. And I mean, I think he's already had a I I don't think he had or no, he did have Tommy John. I want to say 2013 cuz he missed all of 2014, only pitched part of 2015. So he's had TJ. I I mean, what it is is he he came up. He was young and he was good. Uh, his second season, twenty three years old, three four one ERA. He was an all star, and then he has Tommy John. He comes back. He's solid again. And then he had a, he kind of had a blow up year. I don't I don't really know what happened there. Um, I'd have to look into that a little more. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. He was just solid. His dog got sick. His dog got sick in twenty sixteen. That's the that's the room. sources. Yeah. In twenty eighteen, last year, he's twenty eight. He's an all-star, 3-1-5 ERA, and that's 3-1-5. You're, you're a good start and a half from having a two an ERA that starts in the twos there. And I think with the advanced stuff, he checks out too. I think his slider's really good, and lefties at the stadium. So, yeah, I mean, hey, other years he might not be the sexiest. If it was, if the free agent pool was, you know, Kershaw, Bumgarner, some of these other guys, yeah, Pat, Pat Corbin would be a little bit of an understatement understatement that's not the right word but i mean that's free agency babe i was you watching know, what what Cor- if pat corbin comes to the bronx and does a sunny gray yeah anyone can i was watching corbin highlights no i was watching game footage from corbin the other day sure because like paxton kind of got blindsided and i was like oh shit if we land corbin i should have some videos or some gifts ready you know be prepared have some have some content for the people right away i watched this game he was up against madison Bumgarner last year Sure. Giants, fifth inning. Diamondbacks are up one nothing. Or maybe two to one. They're up one run. Fifth inning. Corbin's pitching versus Bumgarner. So you got a great pitcher's duel going. Corbin loads the bases with no outs. Strikes out the side. Boom. And uh not that that's like playoffs or anything, but it's a little bit of a pressure filled spot. Struck out the side, ended it with Posey. And uh, he, like, barely, he just yelled, fuck. I was trying to find a, a clip of him, like, screaming and yelling, you know? Sure. I tried to find a clip of Corbin getting hyped up coming off the mound, and all I could see was, find was him just walking off going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Anyway. 
Sure. Uh, I don't know. That's that was a just a tidbit I shared. I like Corbin. I like Corbin. He's a lefty. I mean, no, what are there, you gonna do? There is some there is some risk involved. But I, you you can talk down anybody. People were trying oh, yeah. to talk down Paxton like he's gonna be the next Sonny Gray. Like that's just gonna be the new thing. You can say that any prospect's gonna become an all star and like fuck, we lost him, and you can say anybody. Like the people that are just gonna Oh, he won't handle New York. You can't say that about every guy. You just you just can't say that about everyone. He can't do it, Jim. Hey guys, love the show. Talking Yanks. It's awesome. I had a couple thoughts. I really want to see Bryce Harper and Pinstripes, but I feel like if the Yankees don't get a, a contract, whether it be, well, specifically Jacoby Ellsbury's contract, it might be a little bit difficult to acquire both Harper and Machado. But if I had to choose between one or the other, I, I, I want Harper. Uh, his left handed bat. All right, so. His question basically came down to, do we have to move Ellsbury to sign these guys? And then someone else said they read about a trade with Jacoby Ellsbury for Carlos Santana. I haven't seen that anywhere. Oh, yeah, that was, that was MLB. That was fine, Sand. He did uh, the article. It was a cold stover. It was Mark? Five, five trades that would five trades that make sense but are unlikely to happen. I know that hurts your head, movies. That's basically a headline that just says, "Here's this." <laughs> Here's this. See, click this. Um, no, it wasn't full clickbait because he he did use logic and stuff. Because I guess no, no, Santa- no. I'm not saying it's clickbait, but it's just like, yeah. Hey, this is nothing. But if you want to read it, you could be entertained by it. Yeah, I'm not reporting anything. Yeah. I th- I I think if and I'll uh, cuz I did I I actually I I tweeted about it and I think my <laughs> my comment was I I did a who's who says no to this trade besides the Phillies. <laughs> um cuz so Santana's getting paid. Santana makes uh he's making a 20 mil 20 mil and then he's got a 17 and a half team option. Uh, I think he plays mostly first base but he can play a little bit of third. Um, so that's semi appealing, uh, switch hitter, OBP guy. He didn't have a great year last year, but I mean, you can basically pencil him in for like 25 homers, 350 OBP. Um, I which, have hey, that, I, I, about Ellsbury. Sure. So you don't think this is possible, right? No, I, let me, I'll give you fine sands reasons before, before you go. They were saying the Phillies could use a left fielder. So they plug Ellsbury in there, and then they move Hoskins to first because he's much better defensively there, and they kind of play him in left field sometimes. So for them, it's kind of, I don't want to say two birds, one stone, but they they get off Santana's contract, but they get Ellsbury, so that's a wash. But they get their left fielder, and they can finally move Hoskins to first. Okay. When it comes to trading Ellsbury, I, here's my where, I, where I, my brain goes. I want them to right. do it. Get rid of them right. or just cut them. Don't, I just don't want them around. I'm not smart enough to figure out a way to how it gets done because all I keep thinking is if I'm anyone in baseball and Cashman calls up and is like, yo, I got uh, Ellsbury here coming off a season he didn't play at all. Uh, before his, his, the, hip, his hip fell off. The, the season they, before they that, yeah, season before that, he played like half of the game. He was all right when he played. He was pretty good when he played. 
he's owed the most amount of money a person could ever be owed. You interested? And I just see every single GM saying no. Yeah. But then there are people that are like want to figure out the money and they're smarter than me, which isn't hard, but uh, I'm I'm too dumb and cynical to even like go into that world. I just yeah. hope Cash does it and then it happens and I say, "Ah, that's how you do it." And then five people tweet at me and they're like, I told you that's how you do it. And it's like, yeah, but you're not cash. So I didn't even like give you the time of day. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, re- I'm remembering the fun. There was another piece in the trade. It was, it was Ellsbury and Canely for Santana. Yeah. Okay. What, what are the, <laughs> what did Philly just, hey, hey cash, you get, can we get your Island of Misfit toys, please? I know. I know you're done with these two. But hear me out. We need them. <laughs> Here, yeah. All right. <laughs> We're in the Christmas spirit. I just watched Rudolph. Island of Misfit Toys came on, and I thought, hmm, Cash, can we get Canely, Sonny, Jacoby, uh, maybe Bird? You want to throw Bird in there? Tell me. T- just tell me Sonny's available. That's yeah. who we really want. We're just trying to really round out our clubhouse because we don't have anybody that everyone else can point and blame the blame. We just need we need place blamers. Blame placers. Whatever. That's Did you say blame placers? Yeah, like they wanna you get what I'm saying. I got I don't understand how I would word that correctly either. Here's another voicemail. Uh for talking to Yanks and do you think Yankees would take a deeper look into first base where they keep in Luke Voigt? Or by sign Harper to play there, or just take Bird out of the question. Thank so you. you, you and I think they're going to roll with Void and Bird, just because there's so many other things to do before they even get there. But who knows? They could surprise us. I I, I tweeted out the other day, and it, just like there's so many ways this offseason can go. The final roster is going to be crazy. There's so many ways it can go, and everybody on Twitter thinks something new. And it's fun when I tweet it out and, and, and you know, everyone sends me their stuff and I'm and I just get to see the wild array of things that people actually think are gonna happen. And one of them's right, but a lot of them are wrong. But there's so many different ways. And some someone said they think Harper, Corbin, and Goldschmidt are the final pieces. And I was like, You really think that? Because in my head, I don't think that I don't think Goldschmidt's coming at all. And he's like, No, for sure. That's what like that's what I'm expecting. He could be right. I, no one knows, but there's so many different ways. And that that's the nuts, and that's been my go-to for a couple episodes now, is the only thing that matters, I've got this, you wanted me to draw on this uh, whiteboard behind me, the only thing that matters right now is Brian Cashman's hidden whiteboard, and he has names at every position that he says, I want to start. For the 2019 Yankees. It could be Echeverria at short. It could be Glaber Torres at short. It could be Andujar at third. It could be Machado at third. It could be Machado at short. It could be Voigt. It could be Bird. The first baseman stuff is so whack right now because one's value can't be right because he's Babe Ruth. The other value can't be right because he played like you would out there. I was just going to say. like me. No, what I was going to say, I was going to say Stick Stickly. I think that was a character from Gumby. Nice. So, um, sweet name. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm picturing the board though, and I'm picturing like Friday Night Lights the movie when they got magnets in all the mm. places, and I'm picturing 
Sonny Gray's isn't on there by magnet anymore. Like it's still on the board because you're still with the team, but it's like the magnet's broken off and it's like a thumbtack with a string around it. And then Scotch taped the other string side of the string to the piece. And it's just dangling. Like there's no way we're fixing this magnet piece. He's out of here, but he's on there for now. Sure. As long as that's what you're picturing. That's what I'm picturing in my head. That end scene of Friday Night Lights when they're taking the magnets down and all that wind chill comes down and Booby Miles and Chavez and explosions in the sky is playing and then they're playing catch in the parking lot with the younger kids who are middle schoolers or they're going to come up and play for Permian in a couple years and they'll be on the magnets. Beautiful end scene to a movie, Jake. Very beautiful. Next voicemail. Hey, it's Tim from Missouri and I'm calling for Tonkin Yank. I was just wondering what you guys thought about a Noah Syndergaard trade. I know that the Mets were I don't think a Noah Syndergaard trade is going to happen for the Yankees, and if it did, they'd probably ask for, like, Andrew Hargraver. Yeah, you'd have to pay. It would be cool. You'd have to pay. What's up, Talking Yanks? This is Leo from Concord, North Carolina. And before I ask the question, Jake, I hope you had a good time in the Carolinas, and hopefully you were able to come to Charlotte and explore the beautiful city. So anyways, with the acquisition of Paxton and – a free agent coming soon, or a trade for Kluber, Corbin, or possibly Evaldi. Do you think our rotation will either stay for five, or will it go to six-man? And for six-man, do you think there's a possibility of Monty being replaced into that rotation when he gets better? And if that, and if we stick with five men and Monty does come back, do you see the possibility of CC probably going to the pen? Thanks. Um, I like how he said when Monty gets better, but he means healthy. But get better, Jordan. Just get better. Um, that's kind of funny when you think about like get better cards. When you think of it like just like be better at life, not just be better. <laughs> well, they can be very insulting. Like get better cards in a I'm different fine. tone. It's like really insulting. Better at what? What the fuck are you talking about? Everything's okay. My boss just said I had a great quarter. Just get better. I hit my forecast. Like I just, I, I'm just broke my leg. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, get better. No, you're, you're gonna have to get better. Live better. I think I, I wouldn't be opposed to a six man rotation, but I don't think they're gonna do it. But sign Corbin and Hap. That's what I would like. Didn't I do my perfect off season last episode? Yeah, we've we've done this. Six man would be cool. We don't know how it plays out. And how um, Jordan Montgomery fits in is one of them gets hurt. Yeah, right now, Jordan Mon- coming into this year, you and I think Jordan Montgomery is going to be our six-and-a-half starter this year. I think I think Domingo Herman is our seventh starter. I think that fake guy from the Angels is our eighth starter for now. I think there's going to be a body that comes in that's able to start games that is in between CeCe and Domingo Herman. Speaking of all those guys that you just said, Jack Curry said that Parker Bridwell could be on the 40 man and not be on the 25 man, which is different than what Mike Xiza, well, I don't know how to say his name, said, wrote on River Ave Blues. Two guys who I trust. Right. Uh, so I have no idea if we we're, because we're, we were going off River Ave Blues that he had to be on the 25 man last episode. Parker Bridwell, we're talking about. Now, it didn't seem right to me because he doesn't have a ton of experience, but he is a little older. So I don't know. Yeah. Lean and Jack. Yeah. Options work per year. Not like how many times you get sent up and down, just how many years you get sent up and down. Right. 
Yeah, it's very weird to me. So I don't know, but I just the audience since we were don't go uh, fight with your friends and be like, no, I heard it on Talking Yanks that he has to be on the twenty five man because uh, now Jack Curry threw me for a loop and I don't even know. There you go. All right, that about covers the voicemails, but I wanted to end with a little history tidbit, Jake. I found one Yankee history tidbit. It's a bit sad, but I found something I thought was interesting from it. I have some, I have some fake breaking news if I want to get that out before your sad Yankee story. Yeah, let me do our breaking news sound. Okay. <laughs> Can you do the scream one more time? <laughs> Love that. Uh, sounds like Segura is going to Philadelphia. Jean. Yeah, from the Mariners. So he would play shortstop, which might take them out of the Machado sweepstakes. So that's kind of Yankee news. Kind of is. How much fun is a fire sale? Like if you're the Mariners right now, and once you commit to getting rid of everyone... That's so much fun as a GM. It's the dream if you have like, hey, promise me you give me three years. But like oh, yeah, no yeah. Own, no owner gives that. But no, just like. That's but, my video game I play, Jimmy. That's out of the park baseball. That's, but, that's my hobby. But these two, three months for the Mariners have been awesome. Just like all the assistant GMs. Call everyone. Everyone's available. Yeah. Call the Phillies. Hey, Phillies, who do you want? What do you mean, who do you want? Who do you, what are you talking about? Who do you want? I just, I just laughed in my head if they did <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street style. Yeah, that's what they I'm each just, They each just take turns <laughs> calling. Like yeah. They, hey, hey, Seguro, what do you got? You going to give me Kellenic? You going to give me Kellenic? No? All right, I'm calling you tomorrow. <laughs> What the hell is that? What are the Mariners doing? That's <laughs> just everyone. Pick a guy. Pick a guy. You want to spin the wheel? What's he talking about? Okay, who do we Does send to you? Does he have a wheel? Your top five prospects. We need two. We don't care which two. Pick a guy. It's fun. It has to be a lot of fun. I think it's cool if you're... Know what it is? It's it's your chance. It's oh. it's like a big moment for you, dude. I, I, I apologize. The Chargers... Phil Rivers just threw an interception... The Steelers ha- guy had it in his hand, then ran into his own teammate. They collided. The ball popped up into the air, and the Chargers dude just grabbed it for a touchdown. That was funny. Yeah, I I actually just your play by play was when I just saw it live. Did <laughs> so I get it's it kind right? of perfect? Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny touchdown. All right, what were you saying? And hey, <laughs> that's talking yank. No, this is like your prime time to make it as a GM. If you're an assistant GM right now. And you're like, yo, this Kellenic kid is the next Mike Trout. I know he's 19. If they give you him, go get him. Yeah, well, if he and was the if- next Mike Trout, he'd already be way more advanced than rookie ball at 19. Hey, you never know, bud. Because Mike Trout was in the MLB at 19. 19 and 335 days. Mike Trout? Yeah. Well, what about... Uh- I was on his baseball reference earlier. I don't know. All right, history tidbit. In 1929, there was a stampede at the Yankee Stadium that killed two people. 62 got injured. So two people died. That's sad, right? Sad. Do you know know why there was a stampede? Why was there a stampede, Jim? Babe Ruth was in right field, turned around to the fans, and screamed fire. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I made that up. Uh, that would be cool. That would be funny. <laughs> Legend of the Babe. <laughs> no, there was a little bit of rain, and everyone just ran. Sure. Okay, so that so that's interesting. But listen to this line I read from the newspaper. And this is from a newspaper in 1929. Um, okay. So it was... It was in right field. Let me find a little bit. Many of the injured were young boys. For at each game, they congregate at the right field bleacher where the accident occurred. For some years, the section has been called Ruthville because it is there that Babe Ruth usually knocks his home runs and his youthful followers sit there. Ruthville, yesterday afternoon, was filled. The stadium altogether held about 50,000 persons. The bleachers, more than 9,000, and more than half of the latter sat in the desirable location. They wore straw hats and summer clothes, for at the beginning of the first game of the scheduled New York-Boston doubleheader, the sun was at. Then the skies turned dark. The crowd enjoyed the first part of the game, especially, so, especially the occupants of Ruthville, for in the third inning, their idol pumped a ball into their midst, and a second later, Garrick followed with a home run into left field. But at the end of the fourth inning, it began to grow dark and look like rain. By the time the Yankees went to bat, at the end of the fifth, a soft drizzle was coming down. Some persons in the bleachers left, but not those in Ruthville. They always stay till the end. At a conference just before the Red Sox went to bat, the umpires decided to continue the game, and the bleacher fans, of course, remained. The right field bleachers in Yankee Stadium has been a thing since 1929. Like, that's the diehard fans of baseball. Creatures, man. The bleacher creatures. Creatures. Did, I didn't know it dated back that long. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been shocked, but it's kind of cool to see it in writing. It's a lifestyle. And the Bleacher fans, of course, remained. Yeah. It's pretty cool, right? Right before the Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah. Right before. Then they then they got really crazy out there. Instantly right before people died. Stampede. 17-year-old mm-hmm. girl and a boy died. So that's the sad part of the story. But, right. but the cool tidbit that I found was that like the Bleacher creatures have been going strong since 1929. Ruthville. Not Ruthville's pretty cool. Yeah, Ruthville. Would have been cooler if Babe Ruth yelled fire. That would have been cooler. Hit a home run ball, but he wrote fire on it beforehand? No. That wouldn't, that wouldn't add up. <laughs> he signed it before he hit it. It must, must be a nickname <laughs> he's using. <laughs> Got nothing. Yeah. That was, that was one of those negative jokes. You go negative on the on the joke scale, it gets funny. Right. Yeah. Just keep backpedaling. Yeah. Hopefully we have news coming up, but we'll be back on Thursday with another show to talk more. If not, we got to think about, you know, last year we did. Maybe we'll get a guest. Maybe we'll get Katie or Joe's or someone. Ah, uh, let's get Joe's in here. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, yeah. If there's no news, we will have a guest next week. But we thank you all for being with us this week. Thank you to our patrons for supporting us. Thank you to everyone else that listens. Uh, thank you, Jake, for talking with me. Wow. Thanks, man. Are you thanking me for thanking you, or are you thanking me also for talking to you? 
I was thanking you for thanking me. Okay. I'll accept it. I would have thanked you for talking about me, but then you did the whole sign the baseball with burn, hits a home run. Fire. And and they guess, fire, excuse me, and they somehow know that Ruth signed the ball, gave it to the pitcher, and is starting his new nickname, fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So normally I'd thank you, but I'm <laughs> I'm good. I can dream up some wild shit sometimes, huh? Damn proud of you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>